There We're doing he is. squadron chat right yeah, now. Yeah, just open the show with the squadron chat. Sound. You didn't even hey, give me a heads up, so I had time to leave. No, you get out. You're no, out. No, 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 you're no, out of here. No, I'm, I'm trapped. Your- We're not trapped in here with you. You're trapped <laughs> in here with us. I just watched that movie two days ago. What's the old movie? Need the convention. Watchmen. We're about to have it. Rorschach Humans. said that for the prison. Oh, hi. Humans. Everyone shut up. No. This is the Loose Screws podcast. It is November 4th, 2021. I'm Commander Jan Trax, and I'm joined by a large crowd of people, and I'm we have to get right into it because some people are going to have to leave soon, and they told me that I should do squad update right away. Am I literally going to do that, you guys? I'm ready. Do it. Okay, hold Burn on. Here we go. Thing. So, uh, we do a squad update, the bang squadron update. Yeah, how do you like that, Chick? I got oh, a sound God. of you now. Oh, no. Other than <laughs> if you don't like it, fuck you. you. Hey, I just yeah, want to say, I came in here and I made sure everybody had their stuff ready to go. I checked in with everybody and I made sure they were all ready to go while you were muted. So, you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> well, I was fixing Good a production manager. Problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, are we serious? Are we doing squad update first? I'm ready. And then, and then I'll come check in with everybody. That's fine. Yeah, let's do Perfect. it. Play the sound. Let's, yeah. What's so, up? I played the sound. Did. It's a, it's a legitimate a, sound. We're we're managing the the expansion out of Ross three ten. It has been months since we've expanded from there. We've also already failed our our primary goal when we initiated the expansion, and are now setting up a secondary goal. To try and land in so we're managing a whole bunch of retreats so they don't retreat so we can go where we want to go uh we're also trying to police in influence in a lot of our controlled systems and other systems that we're pressing in trying to get them up into a 50 ish to 65 ish range so we're comfy in them also keeping them very happy so we look good on the squadron scoreboard Obviously, our political score is not going to match our CQC score this this season. Uh, big thanks to Commander Chig and Scotty and several others. Not me, because I haven't been playing quite as much. Mm-hmm. And we're also seeing a lot of Fedneck activity in our area again. And it it has previously and will continue to come and go in waves. And that is the end of the squadron update. But wait, there but is wait. more. I have just a, a tiny little snippet about Commander Tesnik and I putting together a special event. Keep an eye out in the Discord. Oh, wow. That is a tease. Nice teaser. Did notice at one oh. point in there you said we were managing a hole, so I am confused. <laughs> so so what is what is the little thing? What's the surprise? You'll have to keep an eye out in the Discord. But Ooh. why can't you just tell me now? We're not it's recording. Not, it's we not, won't tell anybody. It's not ready. Yeah, I won't. I won't tell the rest. of you. It's just me and you and these guys and the rest of the internet. We'll keep it a secret. I don't really trust that Craig guy. Yeah, <laughs> with good reason. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for that squad mm-hmm. update. Hate is going to have to leave pretty soon, so we got that out of the way quickly, so that we didn't miss that golden information. And uh, now I'm going to go about it as though this was a regular program. I'm joined tonight by Chig. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I uh, am also joined by Commander Dubs. Hello. 
Howdy. <laughs> hey, hates here. He already talked. A bunch. <laughs> Commander, Lieutenant Commander Data. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Commander Teflon is here. Not really here. I'm just a figment of Trax's imagination. Did you guys hear that? No? Hear what? Okay. No, I don't know what you're what? talking about. What? Yeah. Dude. Also tonight, uh, we're joined by Commander Jay Barron. Blame the Bard. Howdy, howdy. Hey, friend. Uh, live and in person this time. That's exciting. Yep. So uh, how has everybody's week been going? I... Uh, who wants to go first? Who's got a good story? We're giving you nothing. I'm, now. I'm, ready. I'm ready. I have lots. Eight's ready. All right. Lay it on me, man. I started a brand new job on first Woo. shift Monday, and I had to be on third shift on Tuesday. So, yeah. I don't like that. It was, it was a very long two and a quarter days. That doesn't sound legal. You looking for I, another new job already? No, no. They they pay me very well. My job is very easy. Nice. The American dream. Find yeah. something <laughs> easy. Yes. I can do my job almost asleep. America. Oh yes. So you're operating a forklift or some other heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. Yes. Must be some other heavy machinery. <laughs> There's a Dubs' mom joke in there somewhere, I think. But on prescription medication, it always says like, "Do not use while operating heavy machinery." And I always think of like a forklift, but really, it's like driving a car is what they're talking about, right? Yeah, cars are heavy. I always thought. I mean, relative to what? Yeah, everything's kind of relative. Well, the buggy, lighter stuff. I I personally wouldn't consider a car to be heavy equipment. Yeah, I don't. I've I've driven a few forklifts, and it was not really that much like driving a car. It just, I guess, oh, it depends yeah. on the forklift. Have you I mean, the risks driving? of crashing a forklift are much lower than that of crashing a car. So maybe it is okay to use a forklift. It should say, "Don't operate a bike." That'd probably be the most dangerous. Just, just saying, that's not heavy at all. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know somebody who ran over somebody's foot with a twenty thousand pound forklift. No, Jesus. The forklift doesn't move that fast. That's on them for letting their fucking foot be there. Yeah, that's like anyone who gets hit by a train deserved to die. I'm just saying. It was a a very loud environment. We have a wide Uh, audience, and it is not unlikely that some of our audience members have experienced this or have a family member who experienced this. And Some of our family members have (laughs) – some of our listeners have family members that are stupid. I, I, want I believe that is all true. All the hate mail directed at people who aren't me, please. Thank you. I also want to know how many of you have had your foot ran over by a forklift. Now, or I saw somebody get their. I, I I literally witnessed in person somebody get their foot totally obliterated by oh, a big forklift. Oh, it uh, was uh, okay. Okay, look, we started down this path, and you're not getting away from it without a gruesome story. Which was higher, their shoe size or their IQ? Curious. I mean, I could give you some gruesome uh, stories from when I was on board ship when I was in the Navy. <laughs> I could tell you some of those accidents. Okay. But this is a forklift. Do you guys want to hear a forklift story? It involves yeah, yes, I yes. love forklift. Let me get my animal crackers and my sippy cup of juice and I'll sit down on yeah. the on the story time rug. Okay. All right. I am I am uh 
FAF flying at type 9, shieldless type 9 through the mail slot while I tell this story. Anyway, uh, so a long, long time ago, before I went to college, I had a job at the Home Depot near my parents' house. And while working there, I would sometimes, uh, essentially, I, I was not a forklift driver but I would be like a safety for the forklift driver. And this is the big like four wheel, the thing that can move like an entire bale of OSB plywood. Uh. Um, and so I was the rear safety. Basically somebody walks in front and somebody walks behind this machine while you're hauling something. It was literally lumber at the time. And I was the guy in back and um, the guy in front there was, so we're walking along and essentially, I'm going to make this not too long a story. So this is what tra- turns out what transpired. These two guys were very good friends, by the way. Uh, the guy driving the forklift, I guess he thought he was going to play a joke on the guy in the front and sort of try to scare him by getting a little too close. And <sighs> he got close and needed to tap the brakes suddenly, which caused the gravity, which caused the, oh. the weight of the forklift to essentially drop the the pallet of stuff by a couple of inches and it crushed the guy's ankle on the back of his stride into the concrete floor. Oh, geez. Just very that slow moving. Doesn't uh, sound pleasant. Truly horrific damage, like literally crushed like six or eight bones. So what you're that telling me is that as the rear me. safety, this was all your fault. No, what well, I was certainly couldn't is... see what was going on. It was definitely the driver's <laughs> fault, and he was he was horrified, and he had just hurt one of his close friends. It uh, absolutely shocks badly. me that after the eight or nine minutes of training you get at Home Depot, they could make a mistake like that. <laughs> <laughs> Home Depot yeah, has so very strict good. standards of who they hire. We all know this. <laughs> yeah, let's put two human stops in front and back of this forklift so that yeah, sounds genius. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. How did that start? You I started Teflon. No, I did not start it. <laughs> it was me. Stuff was somebody else's fault. I said for medication and forklifts and cars. Oh, medication yeah. boy. I think it was medication. I think somebody tried to comment that forklifts weren't dangerous because they don't move fast. I feel they like only move fast with FA off. Let's blame <laughs> Jay Bear, and he's the new guy. Yes. Fault. Yeah, I like that idea. I thought the default blame was Ch- goes to Chig by default. Why are you here? <laughs> He's not. It's a figment of our imagination. <laughs> hey, congratulations on your new job, my friend. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so I since since everybody else needs to tell me what's up with their lives, I'm just going to go in reverse order. Teflon, what's up, man? What's up? How you been? Uh, did you get a new computer? Yes, I did. I got a new computer finally, and I have Does a it work? a powerful, a more powerful graphics card coming in the mail. Oh, stupendous! Just, just got shipped today, so that'll be fun. Uh, awesome. Big thanks, big thanks to Manitouk for the hookup. That'll oh, good. Took. Did you find something uh, something special? I guess. No, it's just—it's just—it's just better than the one I had before. It's and it's—it's it's cool. Sure. Awesome. We're gonna see you in game sometime soon, then. 
<laughs> Hopefully. Oh, I, I, I suppose. In any game. <laughs> Teflon's a trooper, though. He's always here hanging out and making fun, even if he doesn't have a computer that can play Elite currently. Well, I gotta keep him, I gotta keep my bitches in line. He's kind of a bully, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> all right. Uh, Data, what you been up to? Hey, I've been doing all right. Finished youth soccer season for this year, so that's that's nice. It's a few more evenings freed up, so I can work on finishing the building those steps to nowhere up the hill behind my house that you <laughs> oh, yeah. last time. I'm gonna come walk those steps one day, and then you'll have to build the ones that go down, right? Yeah, these these steps, steps only go from up. nowhere. Okay, yeah, okay. you need to build the escalator to nowhere. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I have a bit bit more time for game for the game, bit more time in the evenings. Nice. Um Yeah, yeah, had a lot of fun with with the loose screws community this week, which we'll get into, I'm sure. I'm so sure. Um let's see. Hey, gotta tell his story first. Dubs. Ah. Uh, what's up? Still working too hard? Yeah, yeah, working too hard. Hopefully next week will slow down, and then the following week we will be going out and staying out for a whole week. So I won't be here in two weeks. But hey, did I tell you guys my truck has second gear again? Yeah, nice. All used parts (laughs) ripped out of another donor. (laughs) How many wheels does it have? Four. Okay, just making sure. Oh, That's the correct amount. Too many. It's one too many. Huh. I prefer to let them fly down the road by themselves. Be careful you don't lose one. <laughs> don't worry, I'll put it back on if it does. It reduces weight, saves on fuel if it transports itself. If you saw the gash I left in the road, you would not agree that it saves fuel. <laughs> <laughs> a gash, you say? It hmm. came to oh. a stop rather quickly. <laughs> Well, it saved fuel for a very short time, then. Oh, I guess you gotta you gotta you gotta load the opposite corner down so it it raises that <laughs> corner of the trick. car off the road. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's Robin. Yeah, it saved fuel as in you could not drive it. <laughs> right, you can't spend fuel anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, I love that. Uh, Chig, how how have you been? I've been good, busy, got, you know, my new business off the ground, working on that uh, quite a bit, but I've also had quite a bit of time for gaming. When you're on your, when you're your own boss, God, I can't talk. When you're your own boss, you're your, yes. When yep. you are you're your, your own boss, your, that's the way I should have said that grammar. You're your own boss. <laughs> you you kind of, you know, make your own free time, you know? So like during the day from like one to three <laughs> o'clock, that's my time to sit down and play team deathmatch and CQC just because I can. Um, yeah. Are you working on the job? Do I need to tell your boss? Yeah, and he'll. You're already talking to him. Yep. Hey, and I'm, I'm going to force I'm, him to I touch need to me. Let you know that you have Ooh. a pretty crappy oh employee. <laughs> Just took this in a very different direction. I'll definitely have a talk with him. Um, okay. I like how that's it's the first thing he goes for. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. It just. Wow. Yeah. Straight yeah. to it. Huh? Wow. Yep. No way. So then, no time. So then, uh, other than that, then I've had, I've been in Discord a little more in the evenings. It's fun that we're doing the CQC Yay. night on one night and uh, bug hunting on another night. And I've snuck into Discord a couple other nights during the week. So it's been nice to actually be 
able to hop on rather than been doing uh, Zoom meetings and shit like that in the evenings. I'm back right. uh, hopping on and listening to Teflon bully people. <laughs> so. He's governing. I feel like I this govern. is an intervention. <laughs> Have a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> a cup of coffee. All we've done you know, is just stated to tell you that we love you. People. We haven't said that we wanted you to stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that comes later. <laughs> Yeah, we're not saying it's a problem, so it's really not an intervention. It better not be a problem, because, Chig, you're the closest one physically to me. Oh, God, I know. I know. I, I, I'm well aware of that, and I lose sleep over it occasionally. Sleep's just one I open most nights. He better. Jeez. I sleep face down, so my ass is in the air, so he can kiss it if he ever shows up here. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, he's <laughs> Kissing it would be the least of your worries, buddy. <laughs> well, you know. He was in the Navy. There's, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Reining this back in just, just slightly. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Data, I'll be oh, in no. Ohio in like two weeks, buddy. <laughs> Will you really? Hey, we can have a meetup. Yeah, let's hang yeah. out. Maybe we'll see. I got but sex was just together. threatened. Now data's we'll, like, come on over. <laughs> we'll, talk <laughs> we'll talk about this off off All the right. podcast. So, right, we'll, Commander yeah. Jay Barron, welcome to the show. Thanks for howdy, joining howdy. us. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, tell tell us. Uh, well, we're going to do the whole meet and greet now. What's Yo. um. I mean, you you uh, are well known to the Discord community here, but to the podcast listening audience, there there are hundreds more of them than there is people in general chat on any particular night. What do you what do you what's your story, man? What are you doing? What am I doing? Uh, well, yeah. shoot, man. So what what'd you do over summer break? What I do over oh, summer gosh. break <laughs> is uh, so. A little while ago, uh, actually, I don't really know how I want to start this off. Like, how do I just introduce myself? Like, I'm just the crazy guy down on the lower corner. Yeah, tell us about your childhood, story. Bard. Yeah, Ooh, yeah I mean, we could go story. two ways. We could start with your childhood, or we could start with like, a, what's your favorite ship or your favorite activity in game, and just work backwards. What, you know, backwards or forwards. All right. Well, I'm the uh, Falcon DeLacy fanboy here, so anybody okay. flying, you know, Cobra or a Viper, you know, you're cool in my book. Um, but yeah, I just kind of run the, uh, the lore channel in discord and just kind of post into the ground. Am I right? Uh, (laughs) That's where it belongs in the basement. (laughs) There's no consoles in that. It's the basement. That's where it belongs. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's where you get your free tin hats from, you know, sometimes I just bring them up, hand them out, pass them out, you know, that's how it is. But, uh. Yeah, no, as for, you know, my week overall, I've just been on vacation. And, oh, uh, sweet. Nice. Yeah, past couple of days I've been doing some on-foot stuff in Odyssey and listening <sighs> to Bob Ross on YouTube while I'm punching folks in the face. It's been great. <laughs> it's been fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, welcome, and, of course, we'll be... Uh, Getting some, getting your your thoughts and feelings on Galnet in uh, oh. a little bit here, but obviously feel free to join in on the whole program. That's the idea. So we do, and and that's mostly what's going on today. Anyway, um, I noticed that nobody's stories were 
Halloween or trick or treating related. Um, That's a pagan. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I wasn't around last week because my other podcast had a a big uh, episode to do. um, And that was very exciting. Although, oh, later hate. We're saying goodbye to hate now. Bye. Bye, hate. hate. I miss you. (laughs) I love you. Yeah. So God, I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) since since I was last around, the big thing that happened Mm -hmm. was Halloween. Um, and so my girl is six, and this year she wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh. Um, she came up with that on her own. She wanted to be a marine biologist. So uh, my wife got her a lab coat that had her name embroidered on it. And she thought she was going to put her with like a breathing tank and flippers to try to make it marine. And I said, no, 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 that's not going to sell. That's not fine. That's not okay. Um, So I made her a submarine that you should kind of wear out of like cardboard boxes and um, some guitar straps as shoulder straps and I painted it and I put some um, ballast tanks on it and I pulled the uh, fan blade out of an old fan and kind of put the whole thing together and really tried to tried to to sell the whole thing. And then you and, dropped her uh, in a lake? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I, I figured I had like about a week and a half and I was sort of diligently, you know, working around in my spare time, getting theorizing and didn't really have time to prototype a bunch of things, you know, you're just kind of making as you go with a box cutter and um, paintable tape and stuff because I knew I was going to paint it at the end and doing all this stuff. I got, I actually got a bunch of like nylon bolts and nuts to to assemble it so I could have it be nice and rigid without being heavy. I was really trying to think about all that. Well, it was still just about too heavy. She could only wear it for a very short time. Um, but it, but it came together. It worked. It was pretty great. She was super excited until her shoulders started hurting. Um, and I also found out that I, I basically lost two days because she had to wear it at school on Friday for their parade. Uh, so we had to try it on it. Anyway, that, that's, that's been my thing besides, in, and then in-game, um, CQC nights, Thargoid nights, that's about, that's about it. That's about it, man. Successful. You should share a picture of that costume in Discord when you get a chance. That was. Oh, I will. I'll, when somebody else is talking, and once I land this giant turkey again, I'll. Uh, yes, I have. A, I have pictures. I'll post. All right. <laughs> That's a nice laugh. Okay, so coming in for another landing. Sorry that I got distracted just then. So, um. This is typically when we would talk about the um, squad events, right? Let's like so so CQC and uh, anti Zeno nights. We've been doing well. There's been a couple of them since I was on the podcast. However, this has been going successfully. Well, on Tuesday we have uh, we had another CQC night. It was one hundred percent. Anybody who showed up versus Musketeer, who stayed pretty much the whole time um, and just took us to task for like three straight hours. Yeah, it's if you haven't played much CQC or even if you have and people talk about Musketeer and how good he is and stuff, 
until you actually see it in person, you have no idea. And there were literally five or six of us ganging yeah. up on him, and he still won every match over the course of the evening. And we sometimes I mean, wouldn't get a kill. I'll, I'll give him what? credit. I'll give him credit that he he stuck around all night. He had it been enjoying it. I bet you he was pissed to begin with. And I found it funny as early on when he realized that we were all shooting at him, he only shot me for that one match, which was kind of fucking yeah. hilarious. Uh, it, it also just changed kinda, yeah. very little about how much we could kill him. Yes, exactly. It was <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I I wouldn't do that to any player, even a, a player as good as him, if he didn't do just unsportsmanlike shit at times in CQC. Like I was telling the guys. The other night, sometimes in, in team deathmatch, if there's an odd number in the lobby, it'll start the match uneven. So he will leave an uneven match so the lobby gets even. Then he'll rejoin after the match starts that he's on the team with more players. And we just learned that he can take on five, six people by himself. Why the hell yeah. does he need that one person <laughs> advantage in team deathmatch? It's just, it's just kind of shitty. So that's why I was kind of like, you know, screw him, let's all just attack him. And then as the night went on, I'm like, man, he stuck around all night. I, kudos yeah. to him. He, he was a good sport about it. I wish that we could have chatted with him. I've always, you know, I've tried private messaging him, sending him friend requests and stuff and just haven't been able to get through to him. I would love to have him on the show. Uh, he Me could too. end up being the nicest guy ever. He could end up being the biggest douche nozzle ever born. But we have no idea <laughs> because we yeah. haven't had an opportunity to talk to him. But the fact that he stuck around all night uh, on Tuesday night, I, I it was humbling, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. And I think, frankly, like at first it was like, wow, he's being a really he's being a good sport to not just leave once he realizes that we're all just ganging up on him. Uh, and then it becomes just painfully clear that it's actually us who are being the good sports by letting him <laughs> ruthlessly destroy us for three hours straight. Uh, at one point he switched vehicles and flew an Eagle and that was slow enough and a big enough target that we actually were pretty successful as a group uh, yes. in killing him when that happened. But that of course he didn't stay that way for very long. Uh, yeah. It's tough to imagine. He's the um, final boss of CQC. <laughs> yeah, he really is. It's it's um it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it is ridiculous, and I know he doesn't cheat because we've seen cheaters over the years. If you've played CQC enough, somebody will show up that's obviously as a hack and gets reported, and and then they're gone forever. And I know for a fact. Dozens of people report him all the time because he's just so freaking good. And they go in, they yeah. look at the logs, and they say, no, he's not cheating. He's just right. – uh, he's a machine. Probably <laughs> he ridiculous. gets reported for cheating for the – he does a lot of um, going cold, silent running, and stuff like that. So it, it'll it'll appear like he's just impossible to target. Um, if you know CQC at all, you know that there is a legitimate way that he's accomplishing that. Yeah. Um, but I imagine a lot of um, people who don't – maybe think that hard about it, that might be the moment where they're like, oh, this guy has some hack where I can't, my gimbals can't target him, you know. And he's has the timing on getting, you know, power-ups down so tight yeah. that he's almost always got the stealth, he's almost always got the weapons. I mean, we were assigning people to camp the power-ups to try to stop him, <laughs> and he would still yep. get the power-ups. Uh, yep, that was my job for a lot of them, is just camp one of them watch the timer, run through it as soon as it pops back up again. 
Um, at one yep. point, I was guarding the weapon power up, so I had overcharged weapons guarding it, and he would come around because he knew it's coming, and I'm hiding, and then I pop out, grab it again. He's still there, and he hung around and killed me while I had the weapon power up and was trying to kill him so, so that he could break that cycle and get the weapon power up next time. Yeah. So I have like double power weapons firing on him and I can't kill him before he kills me. And that's like, not, I, that doesn't happen. It got to it's the point where to I was like, I'm not even going to try getting the weapons power up because he just loves murdering me over and over again. And it was pointless <laughs> for me to have the weapons power up because he would be right on my ass and kill me before I could even make use of it. It, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. So good fun though. I, I will say that was, it was a lot of fun. Though frustrating. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we've been doing that on Tuesdays and then on Wednesday last night we did a um another Thargoid night. This one I think went smoother. Yeah. The first time we had a lot of deaths. Um this time less so. Uh, a lot of folks turned up for this. We had Dubs, like ten people in there. Yeah, Dubs yeah. again brought the giant cutter with a fighter so Chig could play, even though he's out exploring. Yep. Um, yeah. we got better at it. We still lost a few ships, mostly near the end. Um, <laughs> I, think, I don't know how long he went silent running, but Crash forgot he was silent running and wound up <laughs> like because you go silent oh, running and, hot and, and burn off corrosive. Uh, yeah, thing. and yeah, he's like, Oh, wait, I'm a thousand percent heat. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, we, like, finished off, we finished off an interceptor and we're all just hanging around, like, Hey, you know. Yeah, great. Got a new one. All right. Who needs repairs? And he's like, oh, my silent running's still on. <laughs> like then. Um, but we... Uh, That's a real crash thing to do. It is. It is. Uh, we got a bunch of... Um, I think. Do we get a basilisk? A bunch of um, yeah. cyclops? Two medusas. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the, the random scouts that, that show up. I, I walked away with a cool 120.9 million yeah. bonds. That's a lot of fun. I want to try, next time we have a gang to get gang together, try one of those AX conflict zones, which are supposed to be yeah. really tough. They yeah, are. And, and they are going on. Um, well, they're... they're yeah, I, I've, I've only been in one once, and it was not that difficult to sort of hang around the edges. Um, so if, if it's an active one with people in it, it, it might turn out to be a little easier than what we're doing, maybe, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that should be our next uh, thing, assuming they're still around, which right now they seem to be. Yeah. Um, which I guess, you know. Anyway, um, other comments about any of that stuff? I took the we shield of my crate. <clears throat> shield this Imperial Eagles. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah i think i liked going shieldless felt yeah. naked for the first little while but lost my canopy oh, once before i realized i need to keep that repair limpet on there keep that canopy alive need the module reinforcements too oh yeah i could use a couple of those yeah i think shieldless is great for thargoids um, but you got to have mar module reinforcements uh even with them that at one point, I went and I think I was needing to pull aggro off of from the Medusa was kind of hurting hurting some mm -hmm. people quite a lot, 
And um, so I did not fire my heat sinks and try to stay invisible, but I uh, that that bad boy will will shoot right through my life support. He just took that thing right right apart very quickly, yeah. <laughs> even mm-hmm. with the module reinforcements. So they'll do that if they want to. They really don't. They don't like life support. They shoot at it. It's true. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another Exciting fun. Stuff. Another fun event. Thanks, Crash, uh, for organizing, and yeah. Nurgle for making some cool art things, promo posters for. Oh it. yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it's getting it's getting fun. We're keeping it going here. I think so. My suggestion going forward was to vary the events that the nights happen, so they're not always the same thing, um, and that way, different people will get to participate in something. And like the same people, the people who are always on on Tuesdays don't get tired of CQC, for example. Um, hopefully others think that's a good idea because I know my nights that I can play sometimes rotate. So, yeah. Yeah. Change I think it. that's a good idea because I enjoy our when I when I play our CQC nights when I'm able to play, I, I enjoy playing CQC with everybody. But I'm, I don't think I, I don't know that I'd want to do it. Like every week. I mean, I don't really. You know, that's the only time I play CQC is when playing with uh, the community, right? When we have a CQC, well, sort of, sort of the only time that any enough people are on to make it fun, anyway. So, yeah. All right. Uh, at this point, I think it's a great time to kick over to some in-game news in the form of Galnet, right, and. I'm going to pass that baton right over to Jay Barron. And he was expecting this. You all know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a theme song for you yet. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. But I should get one. Should I play something random? Let's give you Big Chig sing something. Um, I got nothing. Chig sing something. I, I think I only have Chig singing the thing I played already. Good. Sing it to the um, tune of, of I, Just I Dance by Lady Gaga. I have, I have this one of Dubs. Rah, I, I call it the Butt Slam. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> time for nice. okay. Time for time the Galnet Butt Slam. Blame All the Bart right. Butt Slam. So, <laughs> the Bart's <laughs> Butt Slam onto your heads is a tin hat. We'll just go with that. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, we're going to start... Uh, Actually, with last week, so last week's CG, of course, called it wrong. Um, I keep thinking maybe something's going to happen with the Scrivener's. Nope, nope, never does. So last week, the Thargoids started invading human space again. And uh, Salvation decided to move his megaship, uh, the Bright Sentinel, to Marope, which is a system that was not uh, experiencing an incursion which is odd, in my opinion at least, because uh, he could have just easily gone to any of the systems that are, you know, facing that state, just said, hey, hold on, let me take care of it. But no, we get to fight them instead. And uh, as of right now, there are still seven systems in the incursion state. Uh, six of them are in uh, the Witchhead Nebula. One of them is still in the Pleiades. So if anyone's feeling like some Thargoids killing, those are the places to do it. Uh, so on Friday, moving on from there, uh, we got news that uh, the 
preparation for the next stage of the Colonia Bridge is underway, and uh, the completion of the first phase of the project has been done. And one of the mega ships caught a uh, distress signal, a very faint distress signal, and uh, asked us to go look for it. And uh, spoiler warnings was found, and it turned out to be in an abandoned settlement. And uh, to those of you listening, I'm not on the Discord yet. There's links to it in the Discord, and I don't really want to spoil what happened. But uh, yeah, although I can be coaxed into it, but could just move on from there. Uh, after that, there was a group within the Federation called Advocacy. Now, this kind of follows into the Dredger clan thing. Uh, it's a story that's been pro- progressing, and here is where I keep thinking we're going to have a CG based on the Scriveners. Never happens. But we're going to keep going back to the story because we're not quite done with it. Uh, group named Advocacy. Uh, they're dedicated to preserving these sorts of Dredger clans, although there's one Dredger clan I don't think they should preserve. That kind of goes back into the spooky thing. But uh, they have asked the Orion University people to back off, and Orion has said no. And we don't know what Orion's plan is, but we do know that, uh, or how to get into the Dredger. We just know that they're preventing the Scriveners from fleeing the system. But uh, don't really know what their plan of attack is because they can't get in and unless they're going to crack the hole somehow and force their way in. But I, you know, I don't know what they're is planning. There, is there a lore device that they're using to, to prevent the, the treasure ship from leaving? They are using a... Oh, if it's something... They're not using anything that we have access to. Uh, right, but it's like a it's like a mega ship mass lock device. I read what it was. It's uh they have remote access codes from back when the uh they found it in the the archives oh, that right. they used to disable the drives remotely since it is the university ship. Those fail safes and codes were, you know, made when it was new and they're like, "Hey, that's our ship. Let's look back in the the logs like, "Oh, hey, there's a remote di- disable code that we can use to shut the ship down." <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it, it's since they've got it as their. I don't know if they just plan to throw a rope around it by the the, the bow and just pull it with them back. But yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. <laughs> but, Heave. Um, yeah, but they don't. That I, I don't know how else they're going to get into the ship without you know killing everybody off or anything like that. But I guess we'll see. Um. Yeah, and that's all I've got for that. So let's move on. I've got more more lore stuff here. Uh, Hadrian Duval, if anybody cares about the Empire, has turned his back on Nova Imperium. They are now called Nova Parisa? Per- Perse? Perse? I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, he's turned his back on them for protection from the Empire. Uh and uh, I'm sure that's not going to piss anybody off at all whatsoever. There's going to be absolutely no repercussions from that at so all at, at all whatsoever. Uh, I'm sure he's perfectly sold. Safe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and the next bit of news is that the rebellion is waning within the Federation because, hey, I guess government spying programs do work. Um, 
Yeah, that's I don't really know what else to say about that. Of course, the rebellions are going to wane because people are, you know, kind of forced to agree with it. <laughs> they like it or not. Um, and that I don't really have much to say on that, except, you know, I don't know if it's going to stay that way. Um. And the last bit of news is phase two of Colonia Bridge has begun. And that CG, by the way, is moving really quick. Um, the goals have been lowered uh, both in Colonia and in Alcor uh, by quite a bit, substantial bit. I think it was... Uh, like from the first round? Yeah, from the first round. It was, I think, uh, $37.5 million for... Uh, Alcor, well, it's thirty-two and a half now. So get in on it because it's it's going to move. It's only the first day, and there's quite a few people in it already. And it's only going to grow, and it's only going to get faster. So if you haven't, get on it. Yeah the but, uh, the one near the bubble is already at fifteen percent. The one at Colonia is already twenty-seven percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The rewards are are they're um, rather desirable this time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want a double-engineered frameshift drive, grade 6, 4, and 3, because the 5 is already unlockable, go for it. Yep. So, Are, have they so, pretty reliably yeah. been making these uh, CG rewards available at the tech brokers like they are with the Modified uh, Guardian stuff? So far, they're all purchasable, except is the, the high-capacity ch- long-range railgun? Or what was the railgun? There was one that was a railgun. I don't have that one. They're yeah. all purchasable um, on the the Guardian weapons, for example. They're all all of them are purchasable. Yeah. Um, you do have to do them one at a time. So if you want four of those guns, you're going to need four of the blueprints. Uh, but you know, okay, so like, even even that modified railgun from way back is yes, and like the point defense turret. Uh, what was it? Uh, focused point defense turret. That that might There's, be. Yeah, I don't know about the human stuff, but um, yeah. like, because I would love to get some more of those uh, double engineered missiles. Yeah, the lightweight high cap missiles was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think those, those are out there. That was one of the first ones, so it ought to be at the tech broker by now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. But uh, that's about all I've got, and I encourage anybody that's listening not in the uh, Discord yet, hop on in, debate me on anything, post your ideas, Is, debate uh, me on anything. Do you, th- <laughs> do you think with where these uh, Thargoid incursions aren't aren't easing up yet, they still have a massive presence, you think they'll eventually have Salvation work his or her mega weapon again? And, and clear those out all at once? Is that what they're no, heading towards? I don't think so. Uh, simply because he did not move his uh, mega ship into a system experiencing an, an incursion the first go-around to begin with. Um, I think he's holding off and letting us use his mega ship to unlock everything and uh, go fight them on ourselves. He's made no mention, so f- any, uh, as of right now, made no mention of his weapon in any better development stage this could simply just be the case of this is too many thargoids last time when he used it he had one system to deal with well 
there are just so many systems to deal with, and his weapon might not be effective enough. So probably just moved it into a closer proximity to where he we can, you know, spread things out a little bit more. Mm. But uh, no, I don't think he's going to be using his weapon this time around. Uh, I mean, what I expect is that the investigation is going to get rushed along by Aegis, and if this thing continues out long enough, the investigation that Aegis is under is going to get rushed, and uh, they'll be back in action, magically funded, and uh, they'll be able to do, I don't know, something, maybe? I don't know, joint forces? I guess that's ideal, but whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think Salvation's going to be unleashing his weapon, at least mm. not yet, because it's not been asked for by the governments, and they're already kind of pissed with him, so. Mm. Um, so, uh, I, one, just to, to point out um, that the... Uh, it's been confirmed that the remaining... Thargoid incursions, like the the ones not being cleared after a typical amount of time, is not a bug. Uh, so that's real. It's sort of yeah. a shame that we have to say that, but we do we do have to check these days. Um, that's real. And I heard that not all of the incursion systems, but some of them seem to have these permanent POI uh, mm. encounters, uh, while others have the more typical non-human signal sources that are that are uh, temporary and, and ad hoc. Um, so the way that w- the things were in Kornsar. Uh, so a permanent situation. So, yeah, I mean, something something is different. At the very least, it's a much more powerful attack. Yeah. My guess then is that this is going to be the next stage of the war, the Thargoid War. We could be seeing... Conflicts with them. Um, I had to guess for another month or so uh, before things really ramp up on our side. I know uh, Admiral, what's his face? Oh, that idiot. Oh yeah, yeah. Admiral, what's his guy. face? Yeah, Admiral, what's his face? Hate what's that guy. Bucket? Yeah, I hate that, that guy. God, every time with that guy, Admiral, what's his face? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah he's the yeah. worst. He's one step down from that. Uh, Validating motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, him from the Xbox. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Boyce Larson, the rat bastard. Oh. He's a he's a scoundrel, but he's not a yeah. bad guy. Yeah. He's also not an admiral. I don't think anyone <laughs> that. I think not somebody should run over his foot with a forklift. That's what I think. <laughs> Oh man! Not okay. that I'd wish that on anybody, but hey, one of our with a forklift—that'll do some damage. That's a yeah. lot of damage. That. I'm gonna rename my AX ship the forklifts now. No, you have to go. To, <laughs> you have to go to a special Guardian site in order to unlock the super Thargoid killing forklift. Uh, if they if they ever let us rename our uh, SRVs, I'm gonna get that dual seater and call it forklift certified. <laughs> I'm gonna name mine Home Depot. Nice. So I'm gonna uh, name a cheap one Menards because you always hear that jingle. Save big money at yeah, Menards. We are like revealing our Midwesternness to all the people. Hey, I just so it's, it's like the Midwest anthem. 
It is. Put the first one of those in around here within the past couple of years. Usually it's just home, it's Lowe's and Home Depot. It's Menard's too big. Better. It's too Perfect. big. It's you, need, you, need, you need somebody who works there to, to tell you where to go inside the store, like how to get around. <sighs> but once you get around, they have it's, it's, a, it's a better store. It and is. What, like I the, found, the, what I found in our Menards is uh, I was wandering through there looking for, like, I think doorknobs or some shit. And I was like, "Come to the Discord." I, I happened to find, I happened to find an old person candy section. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "Were there's originals?" Yeah, like uh, any candy you you would think of, like old that old people would have, or you would remember your grandparents having that jar of like candy. Yeah, like unlabeled fish. They, they sell there. Yeah, unlabeled all these unlabeled like uh, loose granola. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm like crumbs. I'm not, I'm not joking. Crumbs. Go in there and see. Like it's crazy. <laughs> old person candy tier list S S class is definitely those strawberry candies. Oh yes, the, they, yep. Mm-hmm. With the, the silvery wrappers that look like strawberries. Yeah, and it's like strawberry gummy inside the hard shell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except they're not wrappers like, and they're all stuck together. I'm a fan of the chocolate <laughs> peanut clusters. Oh, those are yes. fantastic. Wait, but ours are we place old? sounds like somewhere that I need to go. <laughs> my wife, every time I go to Menards, I got to get her a bag of chocolate stars. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking your language now, I see. <laughs> they have those. You remember those, those, those um, orange slices that were? Yeah. Candies? Yes. They have those there. <laughs> And they even have the rare. They even have the rare (laughs) red cinnamon ones too. This this segment is supposed to be how I don't like Menards. Quit saying all this. It's fantastic. Well, we didn't hear about anybody being uh, what dismembered? No, disfigured at a Menards. As far as I know, nobody's had their legs crushed at a Menards. Yeah, I've never heard a bad story about Menards. The the one here, at least the only one I've been in, they don't have any of the actual like lumber in the store. They just have right. samples. You look at it, it's all out. The back. lumber's out in it, and you have to drive out to a different area for the lumber yard, and it's all like you're you drive up and put it right into your car, and they if, tag you and ring you out on the way out. Ours has like a hybrid. If you're getting big lumber, then it's outside. But if you have uh, if you're getting like stuff that you can like I we had to get some boards to make a. Uh, so I can cut into bed slats. And um, that was in, in the store. Yeah, like cabinet grade woods and like uh, sure. trim work and all that stuff is all inside. Stain grade. Yep. 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 yep, yep. So if and, and employee... I don't know, and a lot of framing uh, two by fours and stuff too. So there's, there's quite a bit inside at ours actually. But then again, we get to like negative 6,000 degrees in the winter. So. <laughs> Yeah. The wood all explodes. People, yeah, the water and the wood freezes. Yeah, can't people dying going to buy a sheet of plywood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's the here, man. Live. So if that employee at Home Depot worked at Menards, he'd be out back working that forklift. <laughs> they could just shoot him after he got injured and just no yep. customers would see that happen. They just put him in the dumpster. Like a, I believe like that's a, in uh, the actual employee handbook. Yeah, yeah. like an unfortunate elk. Unfortunate yeah. elk. Indeed, indeed. Good God. Broken I leg. I write just... that down. <laughs> Unfortunate uh, elk. So, speaking of salvation and the. Oh, God. Did you guys already name this episode before I even got here? Did we? What? Sippy are, cup what are you... and animal crackers for story time. What is this? What the hell? 
you know what? Let's just keep it. <laughs> no, unfortunate that. I don't know who typed that, but I'm taking it away. Unfortunate elk sounds like a unfortunate elk sounds like a randomly generated Xbox Live name. <laughs> it does. It does. It's like one of the things that Google Docs comes up with for yeah. anonymous people viewing. It's like okay. So as I was trying to steer us back to reality here or unreality. Uh, speaking of Salvation's fancy new Guardian weapons, we've been doing a lot of uh, testing and raving about those. Um, I myself recorded a video of a couple of Cyclops kills with either weapon, um, and I was trying to figure out which one I like better, and I sort of can't decide. I just keep going back and forth. Um, but everyone's in agreement. The modified Gauss cannons, not not useful. A side no. grade at best. No. Um, the, reduced, the reduced uh, fall off distance is not great, um, so it's, it's fine. But that's to be expected, right? When they're the Goss was the only gun that was worth a damn to begin with. So when they're making changes, they're not going to like boost that one up as well and leave the situation the same. Like boost everything, but the Goss is still the only one you use because it's better. So we basically side grade the Goss cannon, and we do really great upgrades to the shard cannons and the plasma chargers. And now they are tons of fun and legitimately powerful enough to use. And now there's options. And of course the original Goss is still perfectly good. Um, so I think the whole AX scene has gotten very exciting. The shards are good enough to snipe with. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's just that. nice yeah. that there's options instead of before. If you weren't using the Goss, you were gimping yourself. Yeah. Now, I think Seraph from AXI, he says got the original Goss cannons are still probably the best. Then it goes shards, then plasmas. Is that the order if you're, I'm hearing? If you're accurate with them, they probably are. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely doing better with other things besides Goss. I'll tell you, that. I mean, the advantages being, I think the... The the Goss probably still do the most damage at the longest range, I guess. Um, but you're dealing with that, you know, that that uh, trigger um, lag or what do you call it? Like sort of priming mm -hmm. the, the Goss charge yeah. that you always have to deal with. Um, the shard, you know, trigger pulls, the shot fires, and the shot speed is so fantastic. You can practically snipe with it. The spread is great. And the damage is quite good. Really, it's it's higher than the Goss, but... It's you have to be in a pretty tight range to get 100% of that damage to go exactly where you want it to go. Uh, and then with the plasma, you have sort of the opposite thing where you pre-charge it and then let go of the trigger. So in a sense, the timing's easier. You just have to plan your shots out. And they do seem like massively powerful. Um, but I just... I so don't really, it's whatever your personal skill set handles yeah. the best is the best yeah. of the three. Got it. Which, right. is, which is nice. Which is nice. I think that's not very nice. Me, I've been, to have. I've been I've been flying a goddamn fighter with a multi cannon, so I I don't know shit. Hex <laughs> multi cannon, just messing around to be. I'm part of it. That's Chig. <laughs> I'm doing it too. Yeah, yeah the Guardian one with the plasmas or whatever is on the one. That one is fun, but it's such a glass cannon. It just I, I yeah. die like instantly every time I launch that one. So. Yeah. The other one's much better. I'll be sitting outside the mega ship waiting for the next Thargoid to spawn in, and Chig scares me to death. He 
buzzes my canopy like straight up from underneath out of nowhere. Like, vroom. <laughs> Whoa. That's the goal. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Baron, have you been um you've been uh, AXing a bit here? Yep, yep. And uh, using those shards uh killed a uh, cyclops several cyclops i should say uh before destroying the last heart so yeah if you're able to get that yeah get those shards man that's where i'm at yeah no with a with like a crate or something that can load four of the size twos that's that's a lot i'm flying my mamba all the time so i'm basically two size twos and two size ones um and they're very manageable. Obviously, the damage output's lower, but the Mamba's a lot faster, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but especially for something... And I know, I mean, you could you could fit four size twos on an FDL, but I will tell you, that'll melt you. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember putting all, all four Goss on an FDL before, and I had to use three heat sinks at the same time to fire all four together. <laughs> um, yeah. But boy, it, she does she does hit hard <laughs> when you do it. Um, so with the, the crate though, that can you know the more mass can soak a bunch more heat. So that's um, gaining firepower at the sacrifice of sort of speed and hit ability, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Good times. Right on. Um, well, what else should we talk about? I mean, there really wasn't much as far as uh, news is concerned, uh, dev news, I should say. Um, on Tuesday, uh, Art and Sally did a stream where they talked about a bunch of things but didn't really reveal anything, kind of went back over some stuff that had been shown already and um, sort of acted like they were just desperate to tell us more stuff about the two-seater SRV, but oh no, I just can't. Um, so that's all that uh, fun nonsense. Uh, and then uh, just today, there was a thurs- another Thursday lore stream, which are quite fun if you're into the lore and story of the game. This one featuring Grinning Crow, Beetle Jude, and Watherspoon again. Um, I got to tune into just part of it and listen um, uh, between a couple of things here. And um, it is fun to hear these folks who are really into it and following it, be able to talk about the current events and how they relate to all the history and stuff like that. So I highly recommend you go back and check that out if you haven't. It's on YouTube, yeah? Uh, Yep, yep. Stream to Twitch and YouTube. Um, The replays on YouTube, I think, are usually better. At least on the news streams, they, they tend to chapter them out. Uh, for what that's worth, although this one's just going to be sort of listening through the whole thing anyway. Yeah. Wait, because I forgot to check that out earlier today. I'm forgetting to check out a lore stream. Come on, what am yeah, I doing? Yeah, I didn't catch the lore stream. I did catch some of Tuesday's stream, but then Arf, and as always, that's just me being honest. I can only hear that so many times before I tune out and go watch something else. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a certain amount of, I think, FaceTime that he and the other CMs put in where it's literally just... And the closest they can get to doing what we want is to just keep repeating that I can't tell you anything about that yet. Uh, And it's like, I'm just going to stand up here and tell you that again, because otherwise it seems like radio silence. This is slightly different than that. You know, no news yet, but we're still going to tell you there's no news. Yeah, having the chat available live like it is, I think, is the 
the dumbest thing. Weren't they like taking questions at one point and they were going to try to address those and that never took off? Because when the, you have the chat, str- you know, scrolling and it's the same fucking questions over yeah, stop, and over stop and over. This is, this, is why, this is why I went in there with the intent of just asking <laughs> about Thargoid romances like Mass Effect. Yep. <laughs> and then they, they gave it to me. They acknowledged it way faster than I thought they would. <laughs> Like, yeah, but that was one nut job asking a bunch of questions. It's not I like got, I every other got, person. I only got to I re like every time I asked, I rephrased the question. Just I you know, I just read I just changed the wording around, but still it was still asking the same thing. And I only yeah. did it three times in one stream and it got answered. And I'm like, well fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> this is all I came here for. Um I bet they do appreciate a question like that more. At least they can Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'll come up with I'll come I have to come up with some other st- stupid thing to ask about. Thargoid yeah. wrestling league or something. Thargoid in a <laughs> it's mask. Don't you let me come up with the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You can pay me for mine. Woo! Yeah. How much do you charge for an idea? Just like any idea, or is there a, a, a like a chart of I hope it's not or? all the animal names in the show notes right now. I hope the those show notes are just a little out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's only two cents. That, that's all. Just two cents. Two. Oh, I get it. Yeah. That's I like yeah. that man. He done good. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Tuesday lore stream. Th- sorry, Thursday lore stream. It's good. They've all been fun. Um, I didn't get to see this whole one, but they were talking more about things that are to do with the present day current events um, that which of course tie into stuff to do with the Adamaster and salvation and black flight all the way back uh, it's cool it's they do a lot of speculating and Bruce and Zach are there um, and they even directly address this at one point later on they said it's hard to be here because they do know some things that they can't say about <laughs> th- this story uh, well, I'd hope so, so. And so yeah. what they have to do is react, is try desperately to react equally to everyone's comments so that it can't be, dis, you know, uh, divined from their reactions what might be true or not true about the things that get predicted by these three. Um, Throw it so, out all the window if somebody gets it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the idea anyway. Yeah. So highly recommend. Um if we want to hang around and do a little more discussion, one of the things was that, that has been talked about was a little bit of more CQC details since Chig is here, um, the expert in the field, as it were. I, you uh, know, I, I like that idea, but, things like that. but, but I'm, I'm going to table that one till like a week that you're not here. So we have something to talk about. Because oh. when you're here, we managed to, you know... <laughs> get the show over an hour when i get stuck doing it it seems like it 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 comes an hour or less so maybe i'll add that to an hourly Uh, show i was thinking instead what we could do you weren't here last week so you didn't get to like talk about your thoughts on the new um olympic controller things like that sure and when being that that just kind of came out of left field Yeah, that kind of came out of left field for me because it's something that people have asked for in the past and stuff. But you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, we'll never get anything like that. Then also, bam, it's it's that's going to be in the in a future patch. It's like, huh? So what else might there be? And we've talked about 
other ideas, you know, maybe let's resurrect some of those ideas that we thought might mm-hmm. be pie in the sky, but but now that's on the listening. table. Exactly. But first off, what what do you think about the we don't know a whole lot yeah. about it, how it's gonna work, but I mean, what do you think? No. Um, so what we know is that it will be able to do more than one function. I guess we don't really know exactly how many functions. Like they might be able to do two or three and maybe we choose what they are or maybe we buy a certain set um, and that they're not as powerful as at each individual task, which makes perfect gameplay sense. I think when I when we'd envisioned a multi-limpet controller before, we thought maybe if you buy a size five, you could fill that like you can with uh, an SRV bay with SRVs. So you could buy a size five controller and maybe it has two, uh, you know, a size one research, a size one fuel transfer and a size three repair or something. Um, that's, that's the way dubs is in my head. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's how they're going to do it. I think they're going to just, it's still going to be one unit and maybe it'll do everything. Maybe there'll be, certain sets. So this one does this pair, this one does this other pair or this other triplet of effects. Um, but probably they'd have, maybe they function at the, at the efficiency of like a D grade, even if it's an A grade multi-limpet, or maybe it functions as effectively as one size down or something. So maybe a five kind of works more like a three, like you can only have two limpets out at a time. Um, instead of, um, three or whatever size five can. Yeah. Three, I think. Um, that's, that's my guess. I think, I just think it's, sim- it's going to be simpler. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe the multi-limpet controller can literally do all the limpets. That's what I'm curious. Oh, that's too that's, much. That's too well, much. Well, right? well what, what if it was like half as you know, it, you carried, you know, I don't know how the limpet controllers work. I haven't used a limpet in quite a while. I've been out in the black, so. <laughs> well, you see, you have these little robots, and they're yes, but, blank, but the and grade you can program below them with functions. Yeah. Yes, the bigger ones allow you to have more out at the same time, and they right. last longer, typically, right? Um, that, or the, more how range. Long they last, how, how long they last and the range and the speed they move is controlled by the grade. Okay, and then they're different um, sizes. Right, and so and then the the size is how much um, h- how uh, many can be out at a time, and like how powerful their effect is. So, like in the case of a repair limpet, the large, like the size seven, can do much more hit points of repair compared to a size three or a size one, like much okay. more. Um, but like an A can travel faster and is alive for a longer number of seconds in the case of like a collector. Gotcha. Limpet. Um, so some of them, like I, probably the speed doesn't matter as much. Collectors and things like that, the, the speed and how long they stay alive for like multiple trips to and from the ship is, is a, I think, controlled by the A versus D or E. Um, so those are all factors that could be degraded for the sake of the you know, it could be number of limpets. It could be how long they stay alive or how much repair they do, you know. And I think that'd be great for exploration, especially is, is what I think of. And I guess to a certain extent mining, although with mining, you really are min-maxing a lot more. So um, I feel like degraded collectors mixed, you know, in the same 
uh, optional slot as a degraded prospector is probably not going to be the optimum mining build because you want the fast, the highest number of fastest collectors. And your prospector, having an A-rated prospector gets you higher percentages of minerals. Like it just finds more minerals in the rocks. So you don't mm-hmm. want to downgrade that or you're, you're leaving stuff on the table. So for mining, I bet these don't, these don't cut it. Um, exploration is going to be where it is. Uh, research, fuel transfer, repair, all in one is going to be awesome. I mean, fuel is sort of the least important of the three, but having research and repair, that's usually what you're having to choose between when you're taking an a, a expedition out. So those would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, decon and repair, possibly on an AX ship. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'd use that. I would want to maximize my repair limpet, and I can do decon on my. I got ways to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then um, just repair for sure. I I, I don't right. think though that this this is meant to be a min maxing thing. Right. I think this is you know on your multi purpose doing stuff, and all of a sudden randomly right. you know have to change things up a little bit. So then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you have that option. You know, I mean like. Like the refuel limpet thing, you know, I've yeah. I've I've grabbed one one time to go help somebody that was in need, but otherwise I've never had one, and it ke- keeps me away from like going to distress calls and stuff. Because right. the one time I did when I was a new player, it's somebody who needed fuel, and then I'm like, and you I just know it was, go away, and, and yeah, like, it was just why an NPC. Leave me? Yeah, it was just an NPC, but I still felt guilty. I'm like, that, that yeah. sucks. They brought me That's here, and I had to leave him to die. So I mean, it, it would be it'd be nice. I to was have. thinking about I, better than what yeah. I had. Hatch breakers. I say I once responded to one of those because uh, I didn't know what it was. And I got there and he's like, oh, I need fuel. And I was like, oh, I don't have fuel limpets on this. Yep. Me and then too. I just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the thing. Like, I was Merciful. thinking about like exploration ships that want to mix a research limpet and a repair limpet, which would be the first two I would think of yep. um, for that. But yeah, my mission running ship, in fact, right now there's separate units for hatchbreaker and uh, collector because I end up needing both of them on my mission crate. Uh, that'd be great to have hatchbreaker, ref- re- repair, refuel, collector all in one. Um, I don't need them to be super top of the line for that thing. You know, I- I'm using collectors all the time, just randomly. Uh, exactly. Hatchbreakers, when the mission arises, you find some distress call. And yeah, that's the thing that there's these scenarios have been in there since I've been playing the game where you encounter random ships and they need fuel or, or whatever. And yep. like how I'd have to have an anaconda with totally min minned to, to possibly be <laughs> able to take part in all of these scenarios that I encounter. And, and it's always, yeah, it's always been a shame. Yeah, so, so I mean, I think for that. the current current collectors will still be your min-max type stuff, like you were talking yeah. the mining ship and, and your AX hunting, you know, all of that. But I think other, I think there will be plenty of uses for these. I could see any, you know, collecting engineering mats just having options when you're out instead of just doing one thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Right. I like it. Yeah, very good. But um, that's where I then got off on the thought, you know, because we've been doing the bug hunting and we were, you know, me being in the fighter learning painfully how stupid multi-crew is to begin with. I mean, why can't I at least know how fast the mothership is traveling when I'm sitting next to dubs? You know, we're flying towards something. I I, I have no idea how fast we're going, going, nothing. All I know is we have shields and hull still. This is great. Oh, I can look over at him. Okay, his arms pushed forward on the throttle, so he's 
He's <laughs> actually going forward. That, this is great. So, you know, it's got all of its flaws. And Flying the Fighter has been has been a lot of fun, but I've learned just the opportunities they've missed with it. And, you know, I'm like, they should make a, you know, a flak launcher fighter and all this stuff. But then I got yes. to thinking about it. I think a better way of doing it is just make the fighters hard points, you know, whatever size they are, you get to choose the weapon you put on it. So if you want to put a flak launcher on it, you got a flak launcher fighter. If you want to go mining with your buddy and fly it and have a mining laser on it, you should be able to have a mining laser on it. You know, just just stuff like that. Make it so it's actually something you can outfit. That's my thought. Yeah. I would love that. It's yeah, because I've the, I've heard the whole game's made for it's, that. <laughs> it's like equi- your your fighter is essentially equivalent to the firepower of a large hard point. I don't know. I've never seen the numbers for that, but I've 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 heard that before. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a rough estimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So make it if if it's got two hard points on it, make it two size three, so it's equivalent, or two size two, so it's the equivalent of a size three kind of thing. I I don't know. I I don't know how you'd do it, and I don't know how it would affect game balance. But then that also always brings me back to also multi crew and wing at the same time. Fuckers. That that's another one. Sorry. Yeah. That that's but well, doesn't that work in Odyssey now? Maybe, but we're doing it in Horizons. Your physical multi-crew, yeah. Physical multi-crew, there's no longer a limitation like that. Okay. Uh, But does that mean that you can't do it if somebody isn't present? So am I right that... So if it's only physical multi-crew, that means like Dubs uh, was not in a wing with anybody at AX night because Chig was remoting in to fly the fighter. Correct. That's probably still not possible in Odyssey, right? Like you probably locks probably locks you out of the team. That probably locks you out of the teams, but I haven't tried it yet. Hmm. And a reason I thought of that idea with the fighters is changing the hard points is when they leaked the two seat SRV and that weapon on top. To me, it looks like that might be a uh, outfitting thing. You'll be able to choose the weapon on top, hmm. even though that. Oh, you think so? When Arf mentions the can and the the way that he said it, it's like that looks like that's the one with the cannon or something. He said it that I, I kind of raised an eyebrow. I'm like, huh, sounds like there's going to be different weapon types. So, well, that's true. He he did kind of have this moment where he was like, "Oops, I almost just spilled it right there. That would have gotten me in trouble." Yeah, I, and then I I caught it like right when he did it, and I'm thinking, "Huh." To me, that screams that we're going to be able to choose hmm. what that hard point is, which would be super super cool. And if they can do that, they should do it for fighters. Yeah, I I still kind of imagine that um, it could be. Uh oh, there's human players here with their hard points out. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Horizons not empty. Killed him. Uh, not in a shieldless Type Nine with no guns. Dub, dubs <laughs> could do it. <laughs> Doubt it. Ram them. <laughs> The only uh, answer in a type nine. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, um, so I f- totally forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, Dubs, you've been quiet. Any thoughts on Olympic collectors, uh, SRD weapons, fighters? Con- I think the Olympic controllers should be handled like an SLF bay. You buy the you buy the bay. Let's say you buy a size seven Olympic bay, and then you have to go into a sub menu. Hmm 
to buy the sub-modules like you would buying your SLFs or your SRVs in like a size 6 bay or 7 bay or whatever. That's how I think it should be done. I think I think by that plan, um, unless like all of the available sub-modules for that were degraded compared to their full counterparts, that wouldn't create a situation where it is more effective to use like a full limpet, like a single limpet wouldn't, controller. Wouldn't necessarily have to be degraded. It could be similar to how like the uh the size, what is it, the size six SLF bay lets you have two SLFs, but by going up a size you get more rebuilds but the same number of actual, you know, SLFs to choose from. They could do the same with a limpet controller to where, hey, a size six limpet controller lets you have two limpets, but they're comparable to exercise smaller, but the size eight multi-limpet controller still gives you the same options, but it would be a much better non-degraded version of the limpet controller. Okay. Um, how about this? So first of all, the it's already like stated that the way it's going to be is that they'll be not as effective at their individual jobs. Um, hmm. I don't think that totally excludes what you're saying, but like the five is not going to be as good at, you know, at collecting no, no. No. five dedicated collector. But what about this? We have only odd sizes of limpet collectors. So you just said like the size eight. What if these are size two, size four, size six, and size eight, and then they function with like the functionality of the size below them? So then you'd you'd sort of need to put them in different slots. They'd be a totally different module. You wouldn't sub a size five multi collector. You would change it out for a size six multi collector, and that could contain like two different types or something. We could maybe the new modules will be a different size categories. I don't know theorizing again but yeah i mean they did specifically they have said that it it's not it's going to be uh, less effective for the benefit of being able to do more than one thing well stand so that the current five. ones don't become irrelevant go ahead barge yeah. sorry yeah. stepped on you that's all good so like a size five collector limpet you get a size four and you can do collector and hatch breaker and go from there Something like right, that. Right, right. Yeah. So you could still have like a dedicated collector and then maybe the other. Uh, that's a total guess that they might use the even sizes, but there'd be a way to do it, right? Then there, the one penalty is that it takes up twice the space and maybe it works almost as good as a size one at both of those, right? So a size two multi has 75% of the function of two size one multis or size one in, individuals. This is getting difficult to talk about. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd still like to get me uh, my hands on one of those hatchbreaker and collectors and then have my yeah. own way with those distress calls. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm not nice. <laughs> I don't actually do the refuel. I scan them and take them. So you need what? fuel, huh? What don't you need? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about my needs? <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, uh, data okay. units as far as like either of those minor minor improvements to the game, little quality of life things. Yeah. 
what I what has come to my mind since um like dubs and hate and me recently have done some bug fighting in the Pleiades, cruising as a wing from signal source to signal source. It'd be really nice if there was another module or a tweak to the super cruise assist module that lets you like cruise control locked onto your teammates. Oh yeah. <laughs> and maintain a good speed for following them. Fo- follow and match in. speed. Yeah. That'd Definitely. Really nice. Yeah. Just a, a new modification or even some engineering you can add to like an experimental yeah. effect or something you can add to super cruise to do something like that. Or I know Bard and I were talking in discord one day about, um, you know, just more of an intelligent super cruise. So you can do one that you know, turns. Yeah. One that turns or, you know, like, I don't know if puts like a, 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 a path on the screen that shows you to get around the gravity wells more efficiently and you can travel twice as fast doing that so you can get areas faster if you're actively super cruising compared to just super cruise assist or going full throttle to you get to seven seconds and you know throttling down mm-hmm. it just I, I, right now it, it's so mindless and i've got no problems with it being mindless <laughs> in traveling but if they a- added a benefit to make it more of an active gameplay loop that would be nice yeah it's adding benefit to to taking the time with skill exactly like to learn to learn something how about this this is this popped into my head while you're talking the um the 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 like follow and match speeds in cruise is a modification of an interdictor it's like a special effect Ooh. experimental yeah, yeah. effect on your interdictor so your tether becomes like a toe tether yeah there you go yeah yeah what if you could also use that to tow somebody else? Well, right, and you could tow somebody to repairs or rescue. They're out Dude. of fuel. Maybe we compare, we bring them to somewhere where they can get fuel, or Dude, we can just it. use it to follow our wingmates. Go, go and go. I'll, I'll one up that if it's a tether. Is if you hyperspace jump, they jump to that system also, and then the tether's reattached. So you can bring somebody multiple oh. systems if you had to. <laughs> I like it. Are we giving awesome. Orion University some ideas here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. It's called, it's called a tractor beam. Star Trek did it already, guys. Humanity did it a long ass time ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey, while we're at it, let me dock a sidewinder on a large ship. Like, you know, just give me give me a miniature landing pad on an anaconda or a type 10. <laughs> hey, if if NASA could put a Space shuttle on top of a 747. We should be able to strap anything we want on the top of our ships. Yeah, like why? Why can't I? Like why? Like the Anaconda should have like hooks that deploy out the bottom, grab onto a ship, drag it up to the hull, and jump with it. Especially if it's got a fighter bay already installed. Like we can just retrofit that just a little bit. Sidewinder sticks in. There we go. A tugboat SLF. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, inter- they can get intergalactic towing. Space, I should be able to get uh, freaking dolphin oh. on my crate. One more thing: fist fighting in the cargo bay. Don't <laughs> 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 talk about Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not supposed to talk about that one. Here's another random one I thought of today. Just okay. you know, talking about that. This one's tied to fleet carriers, and actually, I was listening to Lave Radio, and somebody was talking about how, uh, you know, when the fleet carrier goes, it looks like they almost tear a hole in space, and then they yeah. enter the tunnel, then they pop out on the other side. 
why can't a fleet carrier just open that hole, not jump, so that other ships could jump through that hole? Ooh. Yeah, why can't yeah. we follow the carrier? Oh, yeah, follow the carrier they, they or have the carrier space, not even right? go? Let's say you're, a, you're you've got your home base. You just want to send your ship out somewhere, or you want to let some friends go somewhere, and anything that flies through that hole can go to wherever that hole was opened up at. Just sends them mm-hmm. right through to the other side. That'd be cool. Well, we're not allowed to go 500 light years in our ships. That's why. Well, we if we're going through the hole that the fleet carrier tore in space, we could. That's what I'm saying. True. Then you want to go uh, a nice. Fast bridge across the galaxy for a single explorer ship, just going from fleet carrier to fleet carrier and having them open jump gates for you. Imagine if you could weaponize that, weaponize that, and just throw some poor bastard without a fuel scoop through a wormhole. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Later. Or or at every white dwarf you can find, see if they can not kill themselves. Or just allow everybody to land on the, the fleet carrier itself so you don't have to worry about this. Yeah. I just make fleet carriers destructible. Now we're just mean again. Make them destructible, but way more deadly. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I don't know. Anything else? I don't know anything. Mm, Do you have anything else to throw in? What'd you say, Data? Game's pretty much perfect, other than what we've suggested here. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Literally no flaws. Not a single flaw. I couldn't think of a single reason why you wouldn't buy Odyssey or why you would return it. Yeah, I'm in Odyssey flying around in VR right now. It's so awesome. No, you're <laughs> Sorry, not. tracks. No, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm just pretending. I'm wearing glasses and staring at a screen. Does that count? I like to think about how the first feature of first person that they're going to put into odyssey for vr is the finger point that's that's going to be it <laughs> I, I still want to be a, i still want to be able to soldier boy that's not cool Eight. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not joking um, <laughs> Uh, I st- I still have this pet quality of life issue from the, the this thing that I really want implemented from way way back. Um, I and this is a small little thing. It's just a menu function. I think game wide, like one thing the game was missing and now has an Odyssey is like search filters. Um, so glad for that. Search filters good, um, but the way uh, all of the menus work. Like uh, whether it's your nav panel or your contacts panel, um, the the things uh, the objects are are grouped by their distance from your ship, so they tend to move around. Like as you're flying, they'll zip back and forth. So sometimes you're trying to grab like a certain thing and you miss, and then you miss the other way, and you're like turning and you're trying to do it really fast. I think the whole menus. The way they work is really confusing. The way that the cursor like scrolls way down to the bottom and then sort of pushes. Um, and I think what it needs to be is more like one of these rotary selectors, like on a mobile OS, uh, when you're picking out like the time of day or a calendar oh, yeah. date or something, right? So the thing you've selected is always in the middle, and everything else is like it's like a slot machine roller. It's like sliding up or down underneath your thing so that the wheel's turning underneath your cursor essentially so you can always see what's above and below it uh and you don't have to 
push down and then scroll back up after you reveal what was below the screen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You get me? So I've, and, and I don't know, I, I apparently some people don't, I've told this to people sometimes and they don't think it's a good idea. Um, so maybe it's an option or something like that, but it, it would just be like, you know, leading reticle versus trailing reticle in the menu. Um, do you want your menus to be rotational or fl- I don't know what to call them, you know, uh, center cursor or not, or moving cursor. Yeah. Just so you can and see, like, you see what's coming up. Yeah, like my modules, I'm in. I'm here in my modules. Like my cursor's at the top. The thrusters are at the top because they use the most energy. That should be in the middle, and it should be blank above it. And as I scroll down, things should rotate below it hmm. to see all my different modules. And then I'll go over to the left panel and, and look at all these uh, systems and stations and fleet carriers and stuff that are here. Like that's, that's just how I think it always should be. And then the contacts list, like it won't be, you'll be able to at least see what's going on. And that this sort of doesn't solve the, the problem of things sort of bouncing around as you're moving around in space uh, and things change uh, what what's closest to you. They change position in that list. But I think it'd be easier to see at least. I don't know. It seems like, a, it seems like an obvious thing to me, but there's lots of things that seem obvious to me. And, and either, yeah, either the, I'm, maybe I'm wrong or maybe it's just, I'm being the UI in yeah, this but... game, definitely there's lots of little tweaks, but I think it all comes down to like personal choice at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. what you're saying, I do, I, I totally would go with it the way that you want or the way that you're suggesting. And I think it would be easier, but then again, I'm just so bored with this UI that any improvements, <laughs> you know, right now it, it's just so simple because it's whatever's closest is just in that order. So it's just, yeah, well, it wouldn't change newer player. Order. It would just be easier to see. I yeah. don't think it would be confusing for anybody because I'm not changing the the way it works. It's just that it's easy to see when you're at the top or the bottom of the list, right? Gotcha. Yeah. I just think that that allowing it to have a situation where you can be in the middle of a list, but you can't see what's above your cursor in the list, even though there are things there, like that scenario should just never happen. There's no point to that in the UI design. Like that doesn't serve a purpose to allow that to happen. Right. Yeah. That's why I think it should be changed. So anyway. Well, I think when you when you select your target in the menu, you should just be able to scroll down to see their subsystems instead of instead of having to go one more little oh tab yeah. over to find the subsystems. I I I'm embarrassed to tell you how long before I figured out how to find subsystems to target <laughs> in this game. Jesus Christ. The mission where you have to shut like take out the turrets on a mega ship. Yeah. Uh do you how know do I how find long? Those? How yeah. long I fired fruitlessly at the turret? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because I had no idea how to find. Why, yep. why is it not destroyed? What yeah, I, I, pro- I probably do? played nine months, you know, reading people talking about how they're sniping subsystems. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell do you even target a subsystem? Then I'd get a mission like that. This thing's fucking busted. And finally, finally figured it well, the, out. I'm like, Jesus. The mission Christ. never explains it. You have to have some, you have to know somebody. Or talk or read on the forums or something. It's the yep. only way to figure out that you have to move over and find it. Because it never says what to do in the mission description. Yep. It'll say, shut, I, I, am, I, am I misremembering? Does it, act, it might actually say, like, shut down the power to the turrets right. or something. Right, that's what it says. But, like, okay. So, actually, the, I, think, I think that's what happened. If I'm remembering, I went in the first time to do that mission, fired fruitlessly at the turret for ages. I'm like, okay, well, that's clearly not satisfying my boss here. Uh, 
And then I thought, oh, I reread it again. Okay, shut down the power. So I find a bunch of things that are like power conduits, which are also the targetable things that are all yep. over the, the thing. And they explode in a great fiery blast. I'm like, oh, now we're talking. And under heavy fire now by the police and stuff. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> Smoking power conduits or whatever these things. And they're exploding. There's fire spilling out of it. I'm like, aha, I'm a bad guy. And still, I'm getting nowhere with this mission well that, my uh, question is um like on your subsystem targeting how do you efficient like you know I, I i'm targeting the power plant or i'm targeting you yeah. know whatever whatever well, you're going build for macros i i just have an up and down button i know the power plant's like four or five and the fsd is right next to that it's like down on my so i have a hat one of my one of my hats like left and right is Actually, you know what it is? It's the one that has fire groups right now. So left and right changes fire groups and up and down changes um, targets subsystems. So if I push down on that like four or five times, I forget. Okay, you're doing basically what I am then too. I've got a scroll yeah. wheel and, and naturally yeah. I've got a feel for it now. When I scroll, I if I just give like you know this little quarter half it. scroll, it's on the FSD. You know, that's where yeah. it is. But then if I right. want anything else, it's clicking through them individually. And I just didn't know if yeah. anybody knew an easier way other than macros. I've got it mapped on the keyboard. Ask. The different oh, so subsystems. Got, yeah. Have you got like the, the right number of clicks mapped to a keyboard? No, so what I do is when I have a target, you know, lock onto them, then I hit, uh, I think it's the C key, and I just cycle through until I get to the one. I need. Okay, you're oh, so that's the, you're that's doing the, the same, same as mine. It's oh, just on a keyboard thing. key instead of a hat. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's possible to have a a macro do that because depending on their loadout and how many modules they have, it might be different each time you do it. Like, yeah. I have a not, general idea of which direction on my scroll wheel to go to get to the power plant, <laughs> the FSD quicker, but it's never exact. No, it's not. I because I I've seen the plenty of streamers you could find do it. Any streamer that's using voice attack, probably that's what they're doing. Uh, they they'll say target. I've heard them, seen them all the time. You could put it on a macro, but that voice attack is fun, right? So they say target power plant, and it's just that number of key presses down because it's always it's always the same in that direction. FSD and power plant are the same, and all the other like smaller modules pile up on the other side of the list. Okay, um, so. Th- that doesn't change. And same thing, like I, I've seen uh, Malik has a voice attack thing for the stupid, um, you know, you're filtering fleet carriers out of your nav panel. Yeah. So he's got like filter filter carriers and it just goes like clicks over to the filters thing, fit, populates it really fast and jumps back. Okay, I've never used voice attack, but can't your different voice commands then be bound to a key? Oh, probably. I've never used voice attack either. Voice, I mean, you can do this so, with any macro key, so I could yeah. write it into the into the VKB software and just put it on some key on my yeah. sticks. Voice attack is basically just voice incited macros. Is all yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then, if and they you can had... they can play sounds and do stuff out of the game too. But yeah, it's just that. But it's, it's still it's still just a, a macro. So then you could assign yeah. that to any key you wanted. So yeah. yeah. Like when you when you create a command, you tell it what yeah. you want it to do. Like when you hear me say this, and you know the computer resolves what I say as a certain command, you can have it launch a program. It's more advanced macros. Yeah. It can launch programs. It can play sounds. It can do other right. shit like that. 
Yeah, or I mean, you can just have it press buttons. and stuff too. But okay. To, to me, you still need a button that increments it as far as sub targets because there are times when you want specific sub targets, right? That yeah. aren't power plant. Or I don't know. I mean, and and the more the further down that line, I think by the time you get past like power plants and FSDs, you might not be the same on every ship because they have different numbers of drives and they if they have an interdictor on them or they don't or something like that. Eventually, you get down into those targets where it's not it's not going to loop correctly. But mm-hmm. um, you can have a couple that are very quick. I just don't mind doing like the four or five clicks or whatever the hell it is. I just yeah. want a voice assistant that anytime I do anything, it yells at me in German. <laughs> Like if he was just lowering the landing gear, he screams German at me, and I don't even speak German. Just a German voice pack. Yeah, I'm not going to kink shame. You do you. Well, hold on. Isn't in livery? Isn't there a? Uh, is there not a German? Yeah, there is. I yeah. Hans is his you name. Can, yeah, yeah, but you does can it set your does it, your Kovacs to German? But mm-hmm. does it scream at me in German? No, I won't Turn up your volume. You. Probably. Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> Or Russian. That's, That's an aggressive sounding language. <laughs> there you go. That's in there. <laughs> wow. I like it. Wow. All right. This is fun. What else you got for me? How long have we been recording? A while. We need a, tef- hour we need a, a Teflon half, voice pack. Over Teflon an hour voice pack. Yeah, you could record a, a voice attack pack. I definitely don't want that. I'll pass. I would love to. It's like I can bully you without even being there. <laughs> And get paid doing it. Wow. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't have any other ideas. Anybody else? Anything you want to bring up? What the hell Otherwise, are you doing? Don't slow do down. Boost into the station. <laughs> He's already started. Which bitch? <laughs> Go out backwards. Don't listen to him. 100 is too slow through the mail slot. Way too slow, especially uh, backwards. Every time, <laughs> Every time you select a new target, it doesn't matter what it is. It just says... Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> I just need fuel. Kill him. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, um, the only other thing here on the list was already mentioned. Tesnik and Hate have been putting together a special event. Keep an eye out on the Discord. You can find our Discord at discord.io slash loose screws. That's a quick link for you. It'll get you there. Discord is uh, totally free. And if you're not in here, you're really blowing it at this whole life thing. So get in here. For real. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue me and my ideas by sitting there on the podcast. You got to actually come into the into the channel, right? <laughs> Type something out. And then I can yell at you, or you can yell at me. Either way, yeah. someone's getting yelled at. Yeah, he's specifically talking to you, Steve, who has been yelling at your podcast this whole time. Exactly. Yeah, I know you were doing that. I know. He's yelling at Chig. All right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, go ahead and close the show out then. I got uh, a cheese. You, ha- you got a cheese? All right, hold yeah. on. You have the well, Discord I don't have a link? Right. Well, Okay, okay. You have that Discord link, everybody. Check out the merch store at loosecruised.com for mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. And thanks for listening. Give us a review on your podcast app and stuff like that. Chig, cheese me. All right. So people give me shit about love and cheese, but cheese and love goes back many, many centuries, mind you. Now, I was was looking at something. I don't know how I stumbled across this the other day. I don't know. Maybe I just read cheese history because I'm nuts. But like... You hear Nottingham, you think the sheriff of Nottingham, Robin Hood and stuff, but that place is way more famous for the Nottingham cheese riot 
also known as the Great <laughs> Cheese Riot. This, this, this Implying happened. that there was more than one cheese riot. Uh, obviously, there's <laughs> more than one cheese riot. There's probably <laughs> one a day in Wisconsin. But, uh, <laughs> but th- this, this goes back... Uh, it started in October 1766 in Nottingham during their goose fair. You ask what a goose fair is? <laughs> Look it up. I didn't know either. But uh, what happened is that there were their food price prices were going up at that time. There were food shortages at that time. People were getting a little bit nuts, and uh, there was a Nottinghamshire cheese that that was sold at this fair, and after it sold, and then the fair was leaving, they weren't going to let people have their cheese. And people got all pissed off. And I know my friends from England, this is probably like we celebrate the 4th of July. I'm guessing they celebrate this holiday every year, you know, celebrating the Great Cheese Riot. But uh, people went nuts and they started, uh, you know, breaking into stores. And I guess there were cheese wheels rolling down the streets. And it got so out of hand, they had to call in the army to break up this cheese riot. It got mm-hmm. so bad. England has so, armies? So I'm telling you right now uh, that this, this happened in 1766. This is around the time that the colonies are starting to be a little bit mouthy and stuff. And their army was busy dealing with a cheese riot. I'm telling you, that's why America is free today is because of cheese. Standing by it. And if you don't so, like it, so fuck you. What, what, you're saying is, <laughs> what you're saying is cheese slowed down the British army instead of training them to dealing to deal with rioters who like cheese. Well, my guess is they just went to this cheese riot, saw all these cheese wheels rolling down the street, went, huh, free cheese, sat down, mm-hmm. ate all the cheese, got fat and out of shape, and had no Lost desire to come fight. fight. Yeah. Yeah, yep. they, they had no desire to come fight some stupid colonists. And, you know, King George is probably like, get your ass over there. I'm crazy. And they're like, nah, we got cheese. So I, I'm mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. 1776 the was the same year that um, the British Parliament in, uh, enacted the Declaratory Act, which was. Yeah, this, this uh, was a decade before that, though. So yeah, they had re- 10 it, years to eat cheese and get fat. It accompanied the repeal <laughs> of the Stamp Act, and but it stated that. Uh, British Parliament's taxing authority was the same in America as Great Britain. Uh, yeah, did you well, just go to uh, Wikipedia yeah, and, when he started talking? But I that just, then led just, to the Boston Cheese Party. I just know that. Boston <laughs> Cheese Party? Yes, yes. Let's just re- this, rewrite history. I like it's this. It's the same year that Benjamin Franklin was elected the first president of the U.S., right? Yeah. 1776. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Hold yeah, on. The, I, have to, I have to land this Type 9 before I can. Okay. All right. UK listeners will love that. Yep. That'll be great. <laughs> thanks for that, Chig. Uh, thanks for joining me, Teflon, Data, Dubs, Chig, Jay Baron. Because his name says Blame the Bard first yeah, on Discords. Bard. 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 Bard work. Thanks for coming, man. And Hate, who joined us at the beginning. It's been real. Fly loose, fly screwy. Do it. Tell them all. Uh, Bye. Bye.